hey, have you ever, have you ever been away? Because it usually takes going away to do something like this where there's not a whole lot of lights, man. And, you, you know, because the street lights and the house lights and everything kind of, kind of just mess the sky up a little bit if you're really trying to look at the sky. And if you're away and you're at the beach or you're in the wilderness or you're in the mountains and you look up at the sky, you ever had that feeling where it just opens up? And man, you, you think it's like a few stars up there, but because it's dark and maybe it's a new moon, so the moon doesn't even kind of, you know, dim the starlight and the contrast, and you just see it open up. And every time that happens, I think to myself, man, the, the vastness of the sky and the mysteries of the sky is, is pretty remarkable. And the more that research is done and the more things that we go through and we, and, and we look at and we look at, wow, it's just every time you look at the sky, something's new, you know? Man, I was sitting, uh, I, was, I was in a parking lot, I believe it was in Exton, it wasn't all that long ago, and all of a sudden, the whole sky where I was looking, kind of in the horizon and up, turned green for like three seconds. It, it was amazing. And so everybody said, well, did you see that? I was like, yeah, I saw that. And I started coming up with really good and rational theories about that that may or may not have involved aliens and that kind of thing. Tabloid worthy, you know what I mean? Um, and then find out an hour later, a transformer blew, and I was so disappointed. <laughs> One night I was sitting on my deck. And it was no joke in the summertime, and, and sometimes I just go outside, and it was, actually it was the winter, I remember it was cold, and it was last winter, and I'm looking up at the sky, and when you stand up and you look at the sky for long enough, you feel a little bit like dizzy, you know what I mean? And, and, and I saw a satellite go by. Anybody ever seen a satellite go by? It's really awesome, right? And I'm looking, and I see another one go by within like a second and a half of the first one. Then I saw another one. Then I thought I was going crazy. I thought my blood pressure was dropping and I started getting really dizzy, so I just sat down on a chair and looked and I counted like 20 of them that just went by, one after the other, one after the other. And I, I looked it up because I was like, this is, this is ridiculously crazy. And so I looked it up and it was obviously SpaceX Starlink, right? I think Leon Musk, Elon Musk was in that first one and he's orbiting the earth. And, and let me tell you something, that wouldn't surprise me in the least bit to see Elon Musk in that first one because that dude's crazy, right? So, so you ever had that? And I couldn't describe it. And when I saw that, first saw that green light or when I first saw all those, uh, those go by, I couldn't really describe it. So I don't know, I, I was mystified. Yeah, sure, but that really didn't describe it. I was very curious as to what was going on. Yeah, that, that didn't really describe it. I was surprised, yes, startled, couldn't think of it. And then I thought, you know what? It's the word wonder. That kind of gets at it. I think that really gets at the heart of what I was feeling. Wonder. The Oxford Dictionary says that wonder is a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, and inexplicable. Yeah, that's, that's what I was feeling. We have the word woe, we have the word wow, comes from the same thing. And we have questions that we ask people, like I asked when I saw those things in the sky, hey man, did you see that? A really good example um, was asking my staff what their favorite Christmas movie is, and um, most of them said Elf, okay, so uh, maybe you concur with that. But do you remember the scene in Elf where he was eating spaghetti with maple syrup on it? 
okay? And then he downed a whole two liter of Coca-Cola. You remember that? And then he burped for a really long time. Do you remember his question? Did you hear that? That's what I'm getting at. It's that sense of that was strange. That was, when's the last time you asked that question? Did you see that? Did you hear that? When was the last time you experienced something like that? When's the last time that wonder kind of came over you and you said to yourself, man, this is, this is somewhat different. This is somewhat unusual. This is somewhat unexpected, you know? Because I think those are really important. And the problem is that I think life and this world would like to take wonder away from us. I don't know whether be science or technology or, or medical advances and we start to say that God is unnecessary and we start to say that the supernatural is superfluous and we say that that uh, man it really doesn't matter whether we believe in God or not and so that pushes us away maybe also it's the condition that we're in because of work we're conditioned to be intolerable to mystery from work. Listen, let me tell you why I say that. Because work, most of your jobs, is based on knowledge, know-how, and control. Knowledge, know-how, and control. Listen, that's the way it is in the construction world. You have to have knowledge, you have to have know-how, you have to have control. If you're a mechanic, you have to have, to have knowledge, know-how, and control. If you're an accountant, please have knowledge, know-how, and control. If you're a surgeon, I beg you to have knowledge and know-how and control. But we cannot let those things squeeze out of our lives mystery, wonder, and reverence. Because that stuff has to do with the supernatural. So we have holidays. Literally holy days. Literally means days that are set apart. And when we have a holiday or a holy day, then we are, we are taking this day and we're setting it apart so that we can look at these things face to face. And we are confronted with, why are we celebrating this? Because holidays stir up wonder. And there's no holiday like Christmas that stirs up wonder. And see... If holidays stir up wonder, you know what wonder stirs up? Wonder stirs up faith and joy. And so we have these Christmas characters, man. We have these, these characters in Christmas that, that we're going to get to. Um, I'm going to read Psalm 19. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. And when you talk about the mystery of the skies and you talk about wonder, we all of a sudden have this entrance into the Christmas story and into these Christmas characters. Let's start with Mary. Mary was full of wonder. Mary was full of wonder. I'm going to start in, in Luke chapter 1. Listen to what this says. Gabriel, the angel, appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Confused and disturbed. That's exactly what we're talking about here, man, because she didn't know what to think about this angel's appearance. This was something supernatural. So we was confused and disturbed, and it's all those things that wonder is, all mixed up in one. 
Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. First, the angels had to say, don't be afraid, because any time in the Bible where an angel shows up to somebody, it must be terrifying, because every time the angel has to say, don't be afraid. But part of that being afraid is that wonder that comes over us that something supernatural, something of God is happening. Well, then Mary asks a question after he's all done talking and says, how can this be? This is all still too miraculous for me. And then he says, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with God. So now she's taking all of this in and just wondering, okay, what is all this that is happening to me? And in the last phrase, there is nothing's impossible with God. Okay, and then her response, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Can you imagine what she felt then? Hearing all of this and then agreeing to all of this, whatever you say, Lord. And then the angel left and she must have just sat there and thought, what just happened? See, that's wonder. You know, and it even says in, in, in chapter 2, verse 19, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. And so here's what happened to Mary. She sees the miracle of God. And she treasured that. And she kept it in her heart. And she thought about it. And she let it sift into her mind. She leaned into it. That's what Mary did with wonder. That's what Mary did with the thing that had happened, this miraculous thing from God that had come true, just like the angel had said. The Magi were full of wonder. The Magi were the wise men from the east, but they also were full of wonder. And when we read about them in Matthew, it, says, it starts out saying, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. And there's a whole lot of science behind that, and there's a whole lot of miraculous happenings behind this whole idea of a star. And if you go through, if you want to go online and, and go to back to some of the sermons I did in this month of December, you can check it out because I was talking about that. But here's the thing. They saw something in the sky. They saw this star, and they were filled with wonder. Like they were expecting one thing and maybe something else came and they knew that this was something that they had to pursue. And so they decided to go on a journey because they said, something's happening here. We're filled with this wonder. We don't know what's going on. This is supernatural. So we're gonna go on a journey. So we gotta figure this out. And so they go on this journey and, and King Herod had heard about this as well. And he goes to some prophets and said, hey, this newborn king, is there a prophecy about this? They're like, yeah, there is. And here's what it says in verse six. And you, O Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. And then King Herod called the Magi and he said, let's have a meeting. And King Herod said to the Magi, if you go to Bethlehem, uh, listen, tell you what, 
You let me know if you see this king. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They were overwhelmed with joy. They didn't know what to call it. It was probably, yeah, part joy, part surprise. It was wonder, man. And then this, this thing that God was doing, he was doing with the Magi and sending them on this journey to go ahead and, 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 and find this child who was going to be born king of the Jews. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so they traveled with an expectation that, man, God is sending us on a journey. And if God is sending us on a journey, then God is going to make good that we will find the end of that journey and find what God wants us to find. That's exactly what happened. And they gave him gifts. Man, the Magi and the wise men, they sensed this awareness of God. They followed it, and they discovered Christ. Do you ever sense an awareness of God? Do you ever sense that God is trying to get a hold of you somehow? Do you ever sense that God is, is in the midst of, of trying to make you aware of his presence? Because we should follow that. Because if you do, we, we, should, we should take a look at that and get on a journey to try and figure out what that's all about, no matter where you are in your faith. If you're sitting here and you're saying to yourself, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about all this thing, but I'm kind of checking it out. Good, man. You're on a journey. Maybe you're saying to yourself, yeah, I'm walking with God, but things haven't gone real well lately. Maybe God is trying to draw me closer. Good, get on that journey. And, and for any of you who are watching online this Christmas Eve, welcome. If you're on that journey too, man, get on that journey. Let, let God do his thing. If he's making you aware, if he is trying to get a hold of you for some reason, do it. The shepherds, same thing. The shepherds were full of wonder. I'm gonna go to Luke 2, and it says, suddenly... An angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. Here it is again. Here's a sense of the supernatural, a sense of God coming to them in a way that maybe they have never experienced before. And they were terrified, okay? But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Remember I said wonder has a little bit of that unfamiliar and, and, and unexpected? When, a, when an angel comes and says to you, there's going to be a sign that the Messiah has been born, and they understood who the Messiah was, the shepherds, trust me, they did, and they said, that Messiah, he is going to be born tonight in Bethlehem, or he's been born. You know, yeah. And, they, and then the angel said, this is going to be your sign. And maybe they thought, man, there's going to be trumpets. There's going to be angels. There's going to be fireworks. There's going to be stars. Who knows what the sign is going to be? They're like, you're going to find a baby in a feeding trough in a barn on the back alleys of Bethlehem. That's your sign. Go check it out. That, that was basically an invitation. 
that you have to go into Bethlehem because you have to check this out because that's going to be your sign. And that probably made them scratch their heads, okay? Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Talk about wonder. Now there's a whole lot of angels and they're singing. You talk about this miraculous that God is trying to get through. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. So the sense of wonder that the shepherds were experiencing, they go and tell their friends, and they go and tell other people in Bethlehem, they go and tell other shepherds, and everybody's astonished. Everybody gets a sense of wonder for what was going on because they were astonished as well. And then the shepherds, man, they go back, glorifying and praising God because everything that had happened and everything that they saw was exactly what the angels said was going to happen. So, so the shepherds, they heard this invitation. They accepted that invitation. And they ended up believing. And so let me ask you this. If, 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 you are, if you are in this place where just like the shepherds, do you think God might be giving you an invitation? Do you think that maybe there is enough in life that you're hearing or experiencing or seeing or reading or listening to where maybe God is sending you an invitation? And that invitation is always an invitation to find him no matter what you're going through, no matter what your life looks like, no matter what troubles you have, no matter what you've done that you think is unforgivable because it's not. Because that's what wonder is, man. Remember? It's a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, and inexplicable. You know, I'm going to ask the, the band and the singers to come back up while I ask you a couple questions. What do you do when you sense this awareness in yourself and this nearness or even this invitation of God, what do you do with that? Do you push it away? You say, no, I don't believe in all that. I don't believe in the supernatural. I don't believe in God. I, I, I gotta, because maybe it's just getting a little too close, a little too scary, and it might open up some painful things in your life. Maybe you just push it away. It's like, I'm not dealing with that. Maybe for some of you, Maybe you're saying to yourself, um, yeah, man, I, I, I love when, when things like that happen. But then the very next day, you forget that it happened. Because, man, you got things to do. You got things to think about. You got life that's got to move on. I don't have time for that. Or maybe you're saying to yourself, you know, no, I lean into it. I embrace it. 
if God is trying to say something to me, I'm going to take that journey. I'm going to accept that invitation. Because, man, if you do that, especially at Christmas time, guess what's going to happen? He's going to lead you right to the Christ child who grew up to love and show us how to love, who died for us, that death on the cross so that we could have forgiveness and be offered a brand new start. No matter where you are in your walk, no matter where you are in life. And trust me, that is wonderful. Let's pray. Lord, I pray for everybody here. I pray for everybody watching online. Lord, that this Christmas, that we are struck with a sense of wonder and this awareness, Lord, that you are near, that you are doing something, that you are calling us, that you are drawing us to yourself unmistakably, Lord. And whenever you do that, we end up at your son, Jesus. And we thank you for this time we get to celebrate him. We thank you for all that you're doing, Lord, in our lives to draw us, Lord. Help us to sense the wonder. Because that's what this is about. In the name of Jesus, amen.